Slam it down. He's there going to pluck. You're heading out the pluckers too, right? Yeah, I'm gonna make pluckers. I'm, I'm gonna head Man. over to the pluckers. Damn, dude, it's hard to turn down pluckers. All right, so look, mom, I'd be at pluckers, but I gotta be a good son and I gotta take my mom to the airport. It's my last day with my oh, mom. That's so. right. That's right. I yeah, forgot man. about that. Hey, man. It's been a pretty damn good visit too, man. Usually, like when you know when your mom comes or whatever, you you, you know usually I don't know. You guys know <laughs> what I mean. It's great for it's great for a day or two, and then it's like, uh, time to go home, mom. But nah, man, it's uh, I kind of wanted to stay a little bit more, man. It's been that great of a visit, that, dude. That's awesome because this year was kind of weird for for Tracy and I with with our girls. You know, you know, the girls always come home, but there's always some semblance of of one side of the family that that comes in. Uh, whether it be her side or my side. And and this year, Wags, it was like, you know, it, we had our meal planned out, everything that we're going to do. Um, you know, you do the gifts and all that. But this year, nobody could make it. And so... Oh, that sucks, man. I'm sorry not, to hear that. You know, you know what was actually kind of cool about it was, it's like, okay, th <laughs> this is going to... Well, yeah, not only that. I mean, you have plenty of football that was on. But it, it's like, okay, this is going to be our lives, you know, moving forward. Once... Once we're right old. when like empty nesters and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, and it's like ah, this isn't too does bad, that, you know. Does that scare you all, or are y'all looking forward to the empty yeah. nest thing? Or well, you know, the the girls are gone. I mean, they only come back for for this, but. I mean, the one thing that that really does scare us is what what happens when Tracy and I, what when our parents are gone, you know, that yeah. scares us. But yeah. you know, doing doing a holiday kind of solo like that, dude, it wouldn't. You know, it was different, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that we bad. We do it all. I mean, we only got one kid. We only we only have Reed, so like it it, it feels kind of like a very open house, anyways. And usually, mm -hmm. like uh, before hell, before Katie's family moved down here, you know, it was just the three of us, right? And now, yeah, you know, now her like her sisters here and uh, and her dad's here, and um, yeah. hell, so we fly my mom in instead of all of us, you know, going back going back east or whatever and seeing our family we just fly my mom in um mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just that much easier but yeah man um i dude i love it i love the the open house you can kind of like sneak away or whatnot and then just watch you know one quarter of football and then go back downstairs and then be with the family and then come back upstairs and then watch a little bit more football and then come back downstairs and Speaking of football, man, um, let, we'll talk about some uh, some of the bowl games last night and preview some of the games tonight. We'll also talk a little bit about the Iron Claw, my guy. We got to get that oh, in. That's right. Um, <laughs> we got to hey, have a that. little uh, bye bye Barry too. Let's talk a little bye bye mm -hmm. Barry as well. Um, yep. There's a lot to discuss, dude. Uh, bowl season is upon us. We do know this. Are you satisfied so far? First off, welcome to Chaos Theory. First and foremost, man, if you're watching on Texas Sports Unfiltered, make sure you smash that smash that subscribe button if you haven't done so already tell five friends like our friend harge likes to say and uh if you're on that mobile line like we always talk about if you're mobile listening to us on that code of text line 512-222-9328 make sure you're hitting us up there as well uh hit me up on twitter not the fake wags hit my guy double r up at the rodney r and then on the gram double r is at the underscore rodney r and i'm at the wagner wire welcome to the show on this beautiful bright thursday man we love that you guys are here hopefully you guys get involved with that conversation on the code of text line and on that youtube channel what's up rodney um all right we had football last night but yeah let's uh what do you do you want to lead in with some football what do you want to do here you want to you want to go iron claw because i really want to talk iron claw yeah yeah maybe maybe we knock the football out of the way <laughs> um uh, kind of get that done we we re you want to recap you want to recap last night and then talk a little iron claw and then we'll go back into football. yeah yeah let, let's do that right. i mean i mean t t texas a&m i mean let's start with those guys i mean it's hard to to not discuss that you know with with um you know it's i know that's a big rival i know all of that uh i totally get all of that but man that team um last night man they they um and i got this i got this from a friend and it's like uh there's the a&m you like that? <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's. Fun. I was wondering what you were stalling for. I was like, "What's he stalling yeah. about?" That's yeah. funny, dude. I love well, it. Yeah, I love well, it. Send me, can you send me that? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I, I got will, some people. I, I got some people that need to see that. <clears throat> I will certainly um, send you that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So what happened was um, was Gordon, uh, <laughs> the leading rusher, and well, all right. Look, you're not going up against the Texas front 
anymore. You know what I mean? Like that was that was in the Big Twelve Championship. Of course, we're gonna shut we're gonna shut you down. He looked like uh, he looked like he was being heralded as one of the leading rushers or one of the best rushers in the nation for a reason, right? Um, yeah. Look, he ran down the throats. It's it's pretty it's pretty easy to know what this Gundy team is gonna do, right? They're not gonna Bowman's not gonna you know blaze you through the air. You know what I mean? It's usually gonna be you know, some some big strikes or whatnot through the air if it, or a big play or whatnot through the air. It's not mm-hmm. going to be marching you down the field uh, with an aerial assault drive, right? Usually, if you're going to be marched down the field by the Oklahoma State Cowpokes, it's going to be by Gordon. So uh, that's what happened last night. Got over the century mark and looked pretty damn good, man. Um, Oklahoma State might might have something next year uh, if, if they're <clears> – <throat> if they can find some decent quarterback play. Uh, that's what – and that's, again, that like that's what I love – about watching you know bowl season man is that you get a preview a good preview of next year right you're not sure and when when you get into like the orange and white games or the spring games that's when you're cleaning up some of the stuff that you got to see or got the preview in bowl season right so for me man like being able to see gordon come back or you know gordon come back and do his thing being able to see um who was last night uh who's the who's uh wvu last night the quarterback oh oh my shit. god I, I, well I'll, t- I'll talk about it in a minute when i when yeah. i pull it up but but i mean just seeing all these young studs be able to come in here and, and see what they can whip up with some of the ones that they don't really get a chance to do right yeah. or because um you know basically people like uh you know may is going to declare and people in, in other you know seniors yeah. are going to declare yeah. or not get theirs or just not really get a chance to come back and, and play next year because of ineligibility or just because yep. they they class out or they graduate. Uh, but anyways, yeah. I just think yeah. I, I think bowl season's a fun time. I mean, if if you if you don't like college football for that, I mean, it, you know, I don't think you have a pulse. I'm sorry, yeah. man. Uh, well, I'm, I'm trying to find ways. You know, people want to find ways for you you know just to seem interested in college football, especially like when people are are leaving and declaring early for the draft and whatnot. And you know, well, well why the hell should I watch out. the game? It's it's because of that. It's because you get an actual good preview of the spring game if, if that's what yeah. you want to see or next year. And the whole thing is, I get more. You know, I like bowl season better right now because we're kind of getting getting more into these games. And again, the games last night. I mean, go back and look at you know whether it be USC, whether it be West Virginia, the Aggies. You know, whatever you've got the transfer portal, you've got folks that are getting out of there or folks that have opted out, whatever the case is, you still have that. But now we're kind of getting into more of the, you know, like a brisket. We're getting more into the fat of it right now to where the, these games, I mean, now you got the uh, the Fenway Bowl is on right now, very early uh, happening right now. Uh, Bucky's Boston College Eagles. But we're kind of getting at a point right now to where, I, I mean, <laughs> Wags, this is one thing that that, that kind of rubs me a little kind of weird with the bowls because yeah, you know, growing up, I mean, the playing in a bowl was a big deal, you know. <laughs> well, you wait, that, you don't you don't think it's a big deal to, to get to a bowl? You don't I mean to be bowl I, eligible. I, I mean what, it what is. is it? Six is it five six wins or six wins, wins to be bowl six eligible? Wins, man. I, wins. I'm kind of on the fence with both of this because it's like, okay, anyone can be in a bowl. But like when I see Texas State win a bowl game, it's like, okay, there you go. I mean, that, that's a big deal. I mean, the city was electric. I mean, everything, you know, everyone was fired up. But it, it's like so many of these early season bowl games, you know, with, with guys opting out and, and you know, transferring all of that. It's like, eh, it kind of diminishes and kind of squashes that a little bit to me. But But what I'm saying is like today – I mean, it's like the bowl games to me starting today. These are the ones that have more balls. These oh, okay. are the ones right. that, that are that are going to be worth watching to me at this point. No, I get that. I see what you mean. I, I think it's still special that an institution or, or, you know, the program gets to go to a bowl game. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, you had a winning season. Um, but I do I, – I understand that that take completely, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, usually the games that you have – Case in point, right? Like we were just talking about, if you can't sneak away to, you know, watch, you know, a, a full quarter of football or whatnot, usually the games that are on during Christmas Day or whatnot are usually the back, we call it the background games, right? right. You have them on as the nice ambiance or whatnot with the fireplace. And there then, again. And then <laughs> sorry, usually you have those games on with, you know, in the background or whatnot, and, and they're, they're playing and it, it's, it's a fun time. Yeah. And, I don't know. And it, 
I don't know. You usually have the volume down low too because you have the Christmas carols, you know, right. singing or, right. or you know the Christmas tunes singing or whatnot. Um, and you're you're really not kind of paying like you're in between opening gifts and everything. You're looking up at the screen. You're like, oh, all right, somebody scored. You know, what's he got? You know, how many yards does he have or something like that? But yeah, like these games now, they start to be like, oh, you know, some ranked teams. You know, I mean, you start you're starting to get ranked teams in in, in top. I don't want to say top 10 teams because usually that's that's J1 and, and above, but yeah, or or beyond, but still, man. Uh, the, I like <laughs> football regardless of what it is, dude. You can, I'll, I'll watch the CFL, I'll watch NFL Europe. Yeah. I, mean, I, I will. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I'm, I'm no. a sucker for football. I'll just sit there and watch it. I'm mesmerized, dude. I, I, I get like that, that with I mean, any sport, though. Like, you throw hockey on, I'll sit there and watch hockey all damn day. Um, NBA, same damn way, man. Man, I, I like you know I I, I like preseason football. I, I mean, I, I truly like. I do too. I bet on anything that I can bet on, dude. Anything <clears throat> I can bet on, man. Well, I, I mean, for me, you know, it's like with preseason. I'm like, okay, this is when you really see the heart and desire of these guys because they're playing for a fucking job. It's like, okay, yeah, I, five, I've got to figure out five. a way to to make the team. But you know, with with some of the bowl games, I, I mean, I do get man. There are a lot of them. There are a lot of them. And I totally get that a lot of people say that you need to get rid of the bowl system, but the, the whole thing about it is, Wags, how much money does that shit generate? I, I mean, well, that's to, to, what's it bring in? I don't even know what they bring in for their program, right? Like, uh, or how much you know each each school or each program gets uh, yeah. just for being selected to a bowl game. I'm sure, right? The bigger the sponsor, the bigger the game, sure. the more money I think goes to that program. I'd still need to break down the finances or whatnot. But yeah, like it's, I think it's a big deal, man. Like in the entire bowl season, I, hell that's, that was, you know, some of the best parts of playing. People want to talk about video games and college football. Sometimes that's the best part of college football is seeing which bowl games you get to pick. And then you get to actually select which bowl games you want to play. Even if you are a certain college, man, you can, or a certain team, you can play any damn bowl game that you want. That's the yeah. stuff that I love, man. No, that that that's a great thing. You know, I, I remember growing up. I mean, it, it always was a really big deal in the holiday time to sit there and watch these bowl games. So it, why it, don't and, you think? I'm I'm sorry. Like, why don't you think that it's a big deal now? Like, is that why? Like, well, I'm I'm not understanding the question or why you posed it. Well, I, I mean, to, to me, the bowl game is a big deal. But where I talk about that maybe it's not a big deal is it, it's so easy to get into one because there are oh, so okay. many of them. And, right. and a lot of it is a lot of it is with the opting out and everything that you see right there in the transfer portal. You turn some of these games on and you watch some of these teams and it's like, OK, how did that team win six games? Right. You know what I mean? I mean, that's kind of the thing with it. But but I totally get it. I mean, I know that it's generating money for for whoever. Uh, um but it's it's a very different environment. I think the playoff changes this um, once we get to that point. I mean, you know, D2 with what they've done with the playoff. I mean, I love all of that. I heard the guys talking this morning. I think it's kind of odd, you know, with like Texas and Washington, Bama and Michigan, all the time off that they're going to have in between. I mean, that that's a lot of time off, but. You but, shouldn't have any excuses. You know money, what I mean? Like you money. should be able to. You know, have have your your program firing on all cylinders. If you got a month of practice to be able to get everything down, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Wags, would you, if you were a head coach, would you want to would you want to win a bowl game and get covered in mayonnaise? That, that no, that's gross. disgusting. That's that, absolutely disgusting. I saw somebody was doing mayonnaise milkshakes yesterday too. No, at, yeah, at yeah, a bowl game. I saw that at a bowl game. That, somebody that was, was drinking that, mayonnaise milkshakes. That's, that was that, that game absolutely. That's gross. I would rather where, like. Where are we at in society, as the guys like to say? Right. Where are we at in society? Like Bucky was talking about, I think I'd rather go step in dog shit than be covered in mayonnaise. That, um, yeah. You know who I looked just, like um, dog shit yesterday? Hmm? The was Tar Heels. The Tar Heels looked oh, like dog shit. Yesterday. Man, yeah. I think did you I bet think, on? You didn't bet on any games yesterday. No, no. I, I think Mac didn't want to get covered in mayonnaise. I, I think was the deal. Well, again. Their 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 quarterback's gonna you know be one of the top whatever draft picks in the in this draft, so he's not playing in that game. But yeah, yeah man, they, yeah, they, man. They um, like, I think Harold like is shit. the guy that played yesterday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, not it wasn't May clearly. Um, yeah. but yeah, Harold's the guy that went out there. Um, one interception or excuse me, like one touchdown, two interceptions. Didn't look that good. Um, mm -hmm. 
But, dude, the, the first play of the game for WVU, man, light it up, dude. And then I was talking about it not too long, just, just a few minutes ago, right? Green, Garrett Green. That's Garrett the Green. guy's name, Garrett Green. This yeah. dude, um, West Virginia. West Virginia might have some some game next year, man. And, you know, of course, it we're not going to be in the same conference or, or whatnot anymore, but still, like, none of, none of it matters for big for us being in the Big 12 so to speak, but I'm, I'm interested. I'm still going to be paying attention to the big 12 and shit, even though we're not in, you know, it's just, it's like, I am with the ACC now, like yeah. even though Maryland's not in the ACC and they're in the big 10, I still watch the ACC, even though it's led by it's dominated by Florida state, but still, um, it's just fun to watch. That's all. Yeah. Well, and I think the dude that was playing for USC last night, you know, it's like, where, where's right, Lincoln right, Riley right. going to go? Maybe Lincoln Riley's got a quarterback there or, or do you want to go get a, a splash, you know, out of the portal? But dude, that, I'm that on that one really too, good. man. Yeah. I'm just on USC, man. I got beat up bad dude, yesterday. Tulane, Tulane. What the fuck? I mean, well, I mean, the chat called it too. Chat said, you know, um, uh, Tulane, Botech probably played a, a, a better schedule or yeah that's who they played right Tulane no Tulane played uh Tulane did not play Virginia Tech yeah Tulane um, played hold on one second here see see that's what I'm talking about how impactful these games are because we're like okay who played who uh Virginia Tech Virginia Tech yeah. Virginia Tech yeah they played Virginia yeah. thank you very much yeah threw me threw me off man I thought I knew what the hell I was talking about but yeah Virginia Tech had like what 300 yards yeah some some shit like that and quick, it was quick. I yeah, mean, dude, it, I, I lost, I lost bad yesterday, man. Well, I lost pretty damn bad yesterday. And and that's kind of one of those things where I talk about wax coming back to the bowl system because you have all these, you know, may, maybe not in the Power Five, but you have these teams that have, you know, ten and two seasons or eleven and one or undefeated or whatever the case is. And it's always like, okay, we need to fix college football because these teams are getting left out. It's all too often. And, and I know, I mean, I know that they lost a coach. I know they lost the quarterback. I know all of that was happening right there, but this is where it happens once again to where it's like, okay, it's one of these, you know, mid-tier teams. They get into a bowl game like that, and they get fucking destroyed by somebody like Virginia Tech. Dude, and, 362 yards. Virginia yeah. Tech, 362 yards rushing, man. Yeah. Uh, Tulane didn't show up. Um, I was fooled by the 11-2 and record, and I also thought that Virginia Tech – I saw what we were talking about in chat, how Virginia Tech might have played like an – a stronger a stronger strength of schedule sure. yeah um i i just was i wasn't buying it man because of the acc type of deal right and and then hell you know then i i contradict my own uh logic there and then take louisville over usc because i'm thinking all right well no caleb williams you know let's yeah i i don't think you know trojan country and, and company are are going to be able to put up that many points and dude what the hell man an offensive explosion by uh hey you know, by the Trojans there. And I don't know, I'm, man, I'm, I lost, I lost pretty damn big yesterday, man. It's a good thing. I had a good Christmas ride. Hey man, I, I'm just glad that you, you know, kind of one of those things kind of debunking my whole theory right here. It looked like USC wanted to be in that game. So that's good. Yeah. You know, they went 42 to 28. So, so that's great. And, and again, guys, we would love your thoughts, obviously on YouTube right there. You can check in the code text line, two, 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 nine, three, two, eight. Feel free to open up into that one. Uh, we'll be checking that out. Uh, Wags, I know we want to hit Iron Claw and all of that, but um, I do want to ask you before we go there, Russell Wilson to the pine. Um, man, How about we, that? Just when, just when people thought Denver was figuring everything out with Russell Wilson yeah. and uh, Peyton, Peyton taking the dude and putting him on the hook, putting him on the bench. Um, I don't get it. I don't understand, like, especially if this was your – I understand benching bad quarterback play, but if this is the quarterback of your franchise, don't you think you're trying to work things out? Unless you just know damn well that, you know, playoff bound is not happening and you might as well just rest him and not get him, get him hurt. Well, Maybe that's I, I, I think that's what it is, Wags. I mean, it's like, okay, let's sit this dude down because if anything, you know, we can opt out of this thing. You know, it's going to be like 39 million bucks that he's going right. to be owed, uh, you know, depending on what happens right there and in clauses that he's not, um, you know, shaken off. So it's like, I think you just rest this dude. I mean, I think they put themselves in a situation to where, you know, Sean Payton and that organization realize they ain't going to fucking be in the playoffs. I mean, they're, they're fading. Um, but, 
the whole thing is, I mean, it, it really has been. I think the bad part about it is for for Russ is, I mean, it hadn't been that bad of a year. I mean, you know, uh, well, it started out. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty awful um, in the beginning of the season, and then now it's it turned. It, it, like I said, man, it started. They started to figure some things out. It looked like they were figuring some things out, and then all of a sudden, just the hook. I mean. That's that. I, I guess that's that's Peyton being a good coach, you know, protecting yeah. his, his franchise and protecting you know the future of the team. Yeah, I saw something. Uh, I saw something on ESPN. It was uh, you know with their stat thing. So Russell Wilson seven and eight this year as the Denver starter. Uh, Patrick Mahomes nine and six total yards. Mahomes has thirty nine thirty eight. Russ only has thirty seventy uh, passing touchdowns. Each one of them twenty six passing touchdowns. Uh, interceptions. Patty has fourteen. Russ has eight, and when you get to passer rating, Mahomes is 91.7, and Russ is 98. So it's like, this is definitely a business move right here. It's like, we got to, if we have anything that we can do and maybe use this dude as some kind of trade bait, you know, let's, let's rest him. Let's not get him, get him hurt. Oh, they're not, no one's, no one's fragile. No one's taking Russ. Like Russ is going to retire as a Denver Bronco. Dude, I don't know, man. no, No one's taking that, that on, man. Have you seen the? No one's have you seen that the, money on. Have you? Well, no, 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 absolutely not, not, not with the money. But uh, have you seen possible landing spots? Atlanta, which that could be something good, you know. To that go makes in there sense. Mentor that actually makes guy. sense. Mentor um, the young guy. Atlanta needs know. to figure something out very fast. They got pieces. If they could put like a veteran quarterback that mm-hmm. still has some some time in his wheels, mm-hmm. maybe Teach maybe they could dude. actually make some things go down, man. Um, Teach a young dude. Well, I I don't. Like I wanted to say that they should reach out and, and get busy in the draft this year, but mm-hmm. even if they like, they would have to hit a stud immediately right away. They'd have to hit CJ Stroud. You know what I mean? They'd have to be able to have a quarterback play at an MVP level to piece things together uh, with all their other young talent, right? Or at least, at least that's just my take. If you have young, young superstars talent around, like the Aaron Rod, I, I thought the Jets move was fantastic for mm-hmm. uh to, to acquire Aaron Rodgers because you got Garrett Wilson you have Reese Hall Garrett Wilson so many other young fresh talented I mean candidate rookie of the year candidates were both were Reese Hall and uh uh Garrett Wilson right so mm-hmm. to me if you have all that young talent with a, a, a Minecraft just a veteran savvy Minecraft a, a superior yeah. arm talent hell that's that's a recipe for Super Bowl success right now, yeah. I thought what Seattle was able to do when they, you know, we, you want to talk about Russ Wilson or whatever and hitting the damn uh, quarterback r- immediately right on the head, uh, a Ben Roethlisberger or, or a Russell Wilson back in the day, right? Yeah. Getting these quarterbacks right out of the gun in, in on a, what, a, a very friendly or organi- organization-friendly deal, so to speak, yeah. right? Patrick yeah. Mahomes, it, it happened with the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes on a rookie contract, dude. Um I, I don't know, like sometimes you're able to, to hit, you know, gold and strike gold like that. But usually if you got to piece together all the young talent and stuff, you might want to go get yourself a savvy, you know, just veteran, veteran savvy uh, minded quarterback that actually has, you know, like Joe Flack. I mean, Joe Flacco doesn't have elite uh, quarterback play, but he's got superior arm strength, right? You put yeah. him around some some youth, some talented youth. I don't think the the Cooper I don't think the Flacco Cooper connection is going to work out every damn Sunday, you know, week in the week out. But damn, man, if you have a decent or, or a, a a formidable running game, you can actually make a, a run at this thing if you have some type of a uh, some type of superior arm strength, or at least that's just my take, man. Because the, the what what the football the football gets a little bit dirtier, gets a little bit more traditional because the weather gets. If you're playing outside, you know, what I mean, it gets a little bit more traditional because it gets a little bit more muckier, right? So you need a running game. Yeah, and this is where you know, you know, what does Denver do? I mean, do, do you go? I, I mean, Denver the, can run the ball damn. Well. I, I love Williams. I think Williams can run the ball damn well. Yeah, the the first thing I thought. I mean, the first thing I thought when I saw Russ, you, you know, being set down. I mean, I, I know that you have somebody there that you're going to put in place, and and maybe he's going to be the dude that the, maybe maybe he becomes the franchise quarterback. But I mean, I, I was thinking Jake Browning. Yeah, you know, maybe that's a guy where Den- Denver goes out and makes a play for that. I mean, because because the the Cincinnati franchise quarterback is going to be coming back. But like when you talk about that's where you go the other direction. But this is obviously backfired. But you go and you find. I mean, it, it's weird to say that Joe Flacco is a journeyman, man. But since he's come into the since he's come into is the he a journeyman? Spot, 
I, I don't think so. I've never no, thought I of th- it. I think he was a franchise quarterback with the Ravens. I mean, hell, he's a Super Bowl quarterback with the Ravens. And and he's still got it. I mean, dude, since he has made his Cleveland debut, the dude's averaging 327 fucking passing yards. <laughs> Those are not journeyman numbers. So do you go that route? Well, I he's, mean, really you only would... got Co- he's really only got Cooper and Njuku. That he's I, I know. Well, well, I mean, yeah, Amari Cooper. I mean, all of that there. I mean, what route do they go at this point? Because I, I don't think, I, I don't think, I've said it so many times to where, but, and this is where it's so fucked up for Denver is they're not bad enough to be up and grab one of those. And get a better pick, right? Right. So it, it, it's going to be an interesting uh, stance here on, on, on what Denver does with this, on which route they go. But, I mean, maybe their guy, maybe their guy takes over at the helm, and boom, here we go. And then, look, I know we're we're supposed to talk a little bit more oh, about yeah, we this tomorrow, to right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I I did want to touch a little bit about it today before we get an iron claw. Um, mm-hmm. of all the backup quarterbacks, dude, so far, who are who have you been most impressed with, and who do you think gets a gets a nod at a starting job next year? Or who do you think has top candidacy or top or is top choice for the running at? Uh, some positions that could be vacant next you year. know th- that's where uh, i mean it, and i've been impressed with flacco I, i've been impressed with Minshew, but i shouldn't be you know what about browning well well no i mean obviously i mean that, that that's that's like, well, the big I, you know, right I'm, you know, I know like some of these guys are still under contract or whatever still under um ties or yeah. whatnot but yeah. like when the, when the time comes when the time arises who do you think has earned themselves a spot browning. or do you think that or do you think that the that the club will keep them around because they've seen how productive that their uh, play can be and how how valuable they can be in the backup position. Hell, if, uh, if this thing, if this campaign, if this season has taught us anything, it is that you need a you need a comparable mm-hmm. number two. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely say it's Browning, and at the same time. We've talked about him so many times. What, what happens with Baker Baker, the moneymaker? I mean, he's a starting quarterback right now. I, I saw that he is verbally committed, or not committed, but he has said that he's going back to Tampa Bay. He's going to put them in the playoffs. So so um, I think what this has done is it has made more valuable the Case Keenums, uh, the Minshews, the Joe Flaccos, these, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, these guys that maybe you kind of cast them aside because they're old and done. I mean, what what would you rather have? Do you want to have some young dude trotting in with no NFL experience, or do you want to have one of these dudes that's probably gotten their have a flacco. teeth kicked in? Absolutely. I want to and, have a flacco. And, yeah, and I think that's where the, the – it's so funny, Wags, with the NFL. This market is – is you know, the, the, the backup quarterback market, I think, is really about to blow itself up because these guys are so valuable. And still you have these running backs that, I mean, are, are like kicked to the curb. You know, <laughs> so um, no, I mean, it's definitely Browning. If you want to talk about a guy that and, and seriously, that that to me is the first stop for Denver. Go fucking get that dude. Get him in there. Plug him in as a starter and and try to take your friend. If the guy that you're plugging in now is not going to work. Well, and we're not thinking and we're not thinking that Denver can get a championship with Russell Wilson. I think Russell, I mean, based off the play that Russell Wilson's been showing over the past two months, I think that he could ascend and lead some of the young talent like Judy Sutton Williams and company. I think that he could lead these young studs to an NFL championship, especially if you fix that or, or you just. Tighten up a little bit of that defense, just a little bit. I think, well, it needs more than just a little bit. This is a team that that yielded seventy points to the Miami Dolphins. Now we know that they're, you know, high scoring potency. The Miami Dolphins are, but still, when you're surrendering seventy points up to one team, you need to fix a lot of things up on the defense. But yeah, um, well, it can it can be done within a couple of years. It can be done within the the life expectancy or the shelf life, rather of. Uh, Russell Wilson's arm. Yeah, so and, and and what Denver's doing here, I mean, it, it's a really great job of what they're doing. I mean, they're trying to keep Russ healthy to figure out what the hell they're going to do. They're moving on from him. I, I think it's pretty obvious. I, I think I think the whole fact. I think that. Well, yeah, I, I don't get that either. But the, think, yeah, that, that that dude that dude needs to be on anybody's roster. Honestly, I, I all think, all that dude does is win games. I think this goes back to in the early season. In the early season, when Sean Payton went in and signed Jarrett Stidham, to me, that was something saying he think, well, obviously, he thought that the Russ thing wasn't going to work. 
Russ kind of turned the volume up a little bit, and they were they were looking okay. This is a three-week audition right here for Jarrett Stidham to figure out if this dude is going to be the Denver Broncos quarterback moving forward. And he needs to start showing out because, it, you know, it, it's an audition. It's a job interview. He's got three games. Is that what's left? Three games to go and win that job, to win that franchise, to show Sean Payton that he's yep. going to be the Denver quarterback moving forward. And yep. that's going to be fun to watch because Stidham, I, I mean, the verdict's still out on that dude. Um, uh, Stidham can win. Stidham can win you some games. You got to put some pieces around Stidham, but Stidham can win you some games. Uh, the yeah. thing about Stidham, usually, uh, all these quarterback, all these quarterbacks we're talking about, like the backup quarterbacks, they usually throw you one or two, right? Stidham, I, I feel like Stidham plays a pretty damn clean game. I, I feel like he usually, and of course, you know, maybe I'm thinking about his his days with the Patriots where yeah. they didn't allow you to, mm -hmm. you know, to throw or, or excuse me, I take that back because they're allowing Mac Jones. They allowed Mac Jones to throw a damn career life, life worth of interceptions. My yeah. God, that's for, well, uh, that's it, for sure. It, and can I say Wags? Can I Go say ahead. Wags? When, when I saw that Russell was benched, my thought was, all right, Pittsburgh, here you go. Go get that really? dude. Really? That dude. I mean, Wags, two weeks ago, you and I were talking about, and 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 we mentioned, how about Mason Rudolph getting Pittsburgh back? Pittsburgh would take on the contract of Russell Wilson. I, I No, no. I think Denver's got to cut him. Denver's got to cut him because all that goes away. Give him that 39. It's happen, though, Rodney. Uh, well, you know what? Man, I, I'm just laying out perfect scenarios, dude. I, I don't think these things over. Right. <laughs> hey, your, your team is the second favorite team for Russell Wilson to end up at. A giant. I don't welcome that. I want to start <laughs> over. I want to start over. Real quick, we'll take a fantasy question before we get an iron claw. Do it. Um, this is from Rob here. Title game. Do I take Garrett Wilson or Zay Flowers? Oh, God. God. Um, Zay Collier every time. Zay Collier. I'll take Zay Flowers here. I take Zay Flowers here. Uh, you know what you're going to get with the productivity of Lamar Jackson. Um, mm -hmm. And honestly, their little, you know, five-yard to seven-yard routes that they run with Zay Flowers is an extension of the run. Um, especially if, you're, if your league is a full PPR. Actually, it doesn't really matter half-point PPR for full PPR. It really doesn't matter um, at this point. Uh, if he's catching receptions, you're acquiring points, right? Of course, the full PPR for uh, your league is more beneficial and more advantageous for you in this point. Um, but I, I, lo I love what Zay Flowers is able to do, getting you know maybe five to seven receptions, and then he takes what the route that he runs. Usually it's a seven-yard route, but he gets about 10 yards on the reception, right? So that's probably two points just, th just then and there based off of the productivity off of the play. So we're not even talking about the way that Zay Flowers is able to get busy and scamper into the open field, right? Garrett Wilson's able to do all this, and I think that he's one of the most young – he is the most talented of the young wide receiver core coming out. But it's that connection problem, right? He doesn't have a quarterback that actually can get him the ball consistently. Lamar Jackson can. Like, people want to sit there and, 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 and give him a little bit of uh, flack because he's not – you know, that elite of an arm or he doesn't have elite arm strength or whatever. He doesn't have the the perfect uh, mechanics for a quarterback or whatnot. Bullshit. He still is able to have uh, efficient quarterback play, right? Lamar Jackson can deliver the ball, and I think he's fantastic. Uh, he's done well in my quarterback. Uh, he's done well for my quarterback uh, in fantasy football leagues. So as my quarterback in fantasy football leagues, um, and I'm no way in hell am I trading him. Um, he's a must-stay start every day for me. So – uh, I think the productivity of Flowers is going to continue to happen. Uh, I could be just a a uh, prisoner of the moment with Lamar Jackson here because of how well he's done for me, but I'm telling you to go with Flowers here over Wilson. I also have Wilson, um, but Wilson is on my bench right now just because you're not getting the productivity that you should be getting from Wilson. Usually, what when Wilson started this, it was 14 points a game. Now it's down to nine. Um, that's not going to win you any games, man. Especially for championship play, championship week, you need to be getting in the twelves, the fourteen hundred, or the fourteens uh, from your wide receiver. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. A uh, couple of notes, um, Wags, folks. Don't forget today, Pluckers. We talked about it earlier at the link location. Lamar stack five. two, baby. Go ahead. Sorry, Rob. Right. 
It is, it is going to be the uh, bowl uh, roundtable discussion. Uh, come on out and see us right there. Great wings, cold beer. Uh, we've got koozies. There may be some gift card gives, giveaways, all that cool stuff. Uh, BK, Bucky, Trey, KD, I'll be there. Uh, we'd love to talk uh, with you guys. 6406 North IH35 right there at 35 and 290. And, of course, as we get set to head to New Orleans for our Sugar Bowl coverage, great travel partners, um, Allstat Beer, Covert B Cave, Audiovisual Consultations, good stock. Man, that's some really good stuff. Uh, Cover 3, Hoops ATX, Texas Orthopedics, Pest Wranglers, Hayes City Store and Ice House, Brian Hummel Realtor, Leaf Landscape Supply, Lake Cliff Golf Club, and my friends over at More Clean. More Clean LLC is Central Texas premier street sweeping, construction sweeping, and erosion control company. Fellow Lockhart graduate uh, back in 19-something. It is my man Jose Moore and his great staff out there, headquartered right here in Round Rock, but the territory runs all the way to Waco, down to San Antonio, but it is all right here in, in Round Rock. MoreCleanTexas.com. You can call them at 775-1918 if you need street sweeping pressure washing, all of that good stuff. I have to have them out here to clean my shit up. I've got a nasty deck out there. I'm going to have them come do that. Not only do they do all of that great stuff, they're very involved with the community as well. More clean supports uh, local high school marching bands, football teams, basketball teams, theater, and lots of extracurricular activities. Check them out. It is morecleantexas.com. Proud travel partners as TSU heads to NOLA, New Orleans. My Ooh, friend. you getting excited? Getting kind of fired up, man. Um, we're actually leaving tomorrow evening. Tracy and I are gonna we're gonna we're gonna head out. We're gonna get a little bit further than halfway down there, and then we'll figure out. Tra Tracy's all freaking out. She's like, "Isn't it gonna be a bunch of dudes in there in that Airbnb?" I'm like, "You are the show, babe. You oh. are the show." <laughs> She's like, "How do I dress?" I'm like, "Pajamas depends on what, depends on what we're doing." Depends. Yes. Pajamas all the time. Be comfortable. Be conservative and be comfortable. She's going to be at the casinos, man. She she ain't even going to be around us. So I won't see her till Monday night when the game's done. I won't see her till then. So anyway, good man. Stuff. I wish I was going with you. I, would, I wish I was going to Pluckers too, man. Anyway, what's your what's what's your favorite flavor? I never asked you that. What's your favorite flavor? Um, you what's know, your, I'm really everybody in chat. What's your uh? What's your favorite flavor from Pluckers? Put it in the chat. Oh, please. I thought you were talking about Olipop. I'm like uh, cherry that vanilla. Too. What's your favorite flavor, dude? I'm boring, man. Buffalo medium, buffalo medium, or buffalo hot, depending how much beer I have. Man, I like it's Hallelujah, a, bro. I, I just love Pluckers. It, it um, and it was funny the because Holy Mac. Oh my God! Isn't that just the whole experience, man? Rolling up in there. I mean, that that's like an Austin institution right there. And and uh, oh yeah, that that's a good one right there. That's a good one. Yeah, that's really good stuff. Yeah, lemon pepper. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You can't go wrong there. You can't no, you go can't, wrong, man. There. I'm telling you, dude. Plus, I don't. You know, WB's pretty good with wings. I know Cover Three's got some decent wings too, man. But it's the flavors for me, dude. Yeah. Um, Pluckers yeah. just hit the flavors for me. The Hallelujah for me is is, and I think one's called Gold Rush too. I think there's a Gold Rush. Yeah. Um, well, my yeah, my oldest fantastic. My oldest daughter wags when she comes home from from college for her break. So one of her last jobs uh, over in Cedar Park was working for uh, one of the chain wing locations uh, right there off of 183A. And and I I talked to her last night. She said, "So what are you doing tomorrow? You have your show. I mean, what else is going on?" I said, "I'm going to a competitor." She's like, "Damn you! I wish I could go with you." <laughs> She's like, "We don't even compare to them. It's it's a chain spot uh, out in Cedar Park. Yellow, I got yellow you, and black, yellow and I got black." You. You ready there to talk is. about it? There it is. Let's do it. I got the belt over there. You want me to go get it? No, nah, man. We don't need the belt. We no, don't need we the don't. belt. We just need your take. We don't need the belt. We just need your take. Um, So I don't want to spoil. I mean, everybody should know the story about the Von Erics by now if you don't have yep. it. Like, especially if you were looking at going into this movie, you have probably done your research on the Von Erics and seen just the tragedy and the turmoil that is just laid in throughout a generation of the Atkins or the, the Von Erics, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call them. Mm -hmm. um, Rodney, your take uh, one, a 24 studios. Uh, I, I know they had to cut a lot of stuff out because of time constraints or whatnot, but they, they, they fucking nailed it. Um, they did another, 
another dime. They dropped another dime, man. Uh, and I don't know if you saw the previews going into this. Uh, there's a, a project that they got coming out next year, Civil War, um, Death Stranding, which is a, a video game adaptation. They are nailing projects, man. And A24 Studios got some big future things coming out or some big projects coming out in the future, man. I can't wait. But this project right here, Iron Claw, what was your thoughts? I'll tell you, man, like I said yesterday, eight and a half, even nine, the more that I think about it, they they did a really good job. I, I've seen a lot of folks talking about, well, they left out Chris Von Eric. I mean, Chris, Chris Von Eric really didn't have an impact in this. Right. What they really did, uh, I know, and, and it took me a little bit. Well, uh, Lance, I, Lance Von Eric, the, the cousin Lance Von oh, Eric, too. Dude, I talked about that on my review towards like that right there, the Lance Von Eric thing. I mean, th that essentially killed the credibility of Fritz Von right. Eric that and the Fritz von Erich heart attack that happened in Dallas. And, you know, I know that they still say, well, they, he, he, that's not what he did. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he fucking did. I but, mean, but it's but, all like the, the, the whole credibility that you just think the whole mm -hmm. credibility thing that you just said, like mm -hmm. that to me is like the sure. Like the turmoil and the, you know, the tumultuous, you know, lifestyle that, that they were leading with drugs or with drugs or whatnot or carry so to speak you know with yeah. with you know just being wild and doing drugs or whatnot that was bad but um losing your credibility because you're bringing in someone that's not a von eric and trying to display them as somebody that is a part of your your family you kind of lose like the whole yeah uh, um, like real is realization of the von eric's family tree right like even though they're not von eric's they're they're atkins you know yeah, like that's not yeah. even the real name is von eric yeah. but still like that whole it was still believable it was a believable you know story it was a believable facade was all this you know this christian texas family you it know is, no is, wrong. is defending is defending texas against missouri and atlanta and and, and georgia or whatnot um yeah. you know it's, it's all for texas let's get behind texas if you mess with the von erics you're messing with Terex or messing with with texas man that all kind of went away when you brought lance von eric in or at least that's just my opinion well and, and that was a messed up part but that wasn't in the movie but no no and, and i'm glad it wasn't i'm glad it wasn't because I, I think they did a good enough job portraying uh with jack atkinson you know fritz von eric whatever you want to call him um how he groomed those boys i mean i think they did a really good job with that and again kevin von eric gave the stamp on this thing so it's not one of those things right. to where to where they turned papa fritz in, into a heel but the whole thing with 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 the land a lot of people in dallas knew this dude a lot of people knew who ricky vaughn was he right, had gone right. to wrestle in the pacific northwest but the dude had dallas roots so it's like the guy comes rolling out and it's like wait a minute we always trusted Devon. We always trusted Fritz and all that. And and the heart attack angle and all of that at a Star Wars show, you know, it was like, wait a minute. Uh, you know, so, it that that happened. But the, the whole thing is kind of back to the film wags. I think they did a good job of of tying everything in, even though the timetable was off. And that's where I struggled a little bit at the beginning. Cause as it starts, I'm like, wait a minute, we're into 1986 here. We got to go back to 83, 84. They did a really good job of tying everything in onto how we got to that point they didn't show mexico they didn't show Kerry coming back from mexico either they alluded to he was going to mexico and then they didn't show like the whole scene in mexico but then they they showed him like giving the call to kevin and saying like man i'm i messed up man you know i'm, yeah. I'm going through something i'm out of control man you know and that's i guess that's for you to deduce the fact that he's been to jail or whatnot, or he's already yeah. gone to Mexico yeah. and now he's, you know, he's getting ready to go back out to the farm he was prison. and take yeah. his life. Yeah. He was going to do prison time. And that's the right. one thing that I talked about. He, he knew what was going to happen right there and, and he had family and all of that. But the other part of that, you know, that, that I really go back to wags when it comes to, and I'm glad that they really didn't hammer into the Von Erics being drug addicts or whatever. I mean, the whole thing is yes, they use them or whatever, but during that time, like I was telling you yesterday, world-class wrestling. I mean, go back and look. Gino Hernandez, Chris Adams. I mean, look, look at all of these wrestlers. Are that, you watching? Have you seen The Darker Side of the Ring? Oh, yeah. 
Oh I'm, yeah. I'm late to the party, dude. I am so late to the dude. party, but I stayed up. I stayed up to about four in the morning last night watching Dark Side of the Ring. Drugs were rampant in the locker room at that point, and I'm really glad that the, that the film didn't hone in to where it was a Von Eric thing because it, it was not a Von Eric thing. They happened to be victims of the situation. It was everywhere. It was everywhere in that locker room. And you go back. I mean, you can Google world class wrestlers that are dead. And it's right. a scroll. There's a bunch of them. And, you know, it, uh, it It was a very different time. And I think, like like I talked about, I, I think Wags, to me, what it did. Well, cocaine it, was so, I mean, the 80s was filled with coke. Yeah. yeah right? Like, it was, wasn't no just doubt. in the wrestling. I mean, it wasn't just in the wrestling scene. Like, everywhere. everywhere. Cocaine was everywhere, man. It, it was, was snowing everywhere, everywhere, man. Yeah. And, and it was like. It was like socially acceptable, right? You know, at that if point, you had money, if you had money, you were doing you were doing coke. You weren't smoking weed. Yeah, and you go back and you you look at Gino Hernandez, uh, you know Char Charles Wolf, as was his real name. This dude was was so involved into drugs and gambling that a lot of people say that that maybe there was a hit on this dude uh, as to what happened. Right there, there were just so many. Dallas was unbelievable at that point. Dallas has always been kind of one of those social towns and the Von Erichs kind of fell right in there, dude. And the Von Erichs made it, the Von Erichs made it Coke heavy world-class wrestling made it Coke heavy, dude. I think the movie did a great job. Some of the timing is off, but they portray David Von Erich was going to be the That's world heavyweight champion. So I want to get into the actual character, the actual actors, right? Um, what is this dude's name? Dennis uh, Huffington. Uh, is that the guy, that the guy that played Kevin or excuse oh. me, the guy that played David Von Eric, David. Yeah. Yeah. He was fan. I mean, he stole the damn show. I know everybody was all about, you know, Jeremy Allen white and Zach Efron this and, and, you know, and, and this dude, I mean, I, I think he's a British dude too, man, a British actor. I haven't seen him in anything else, but this guy was fantastic, man. I thought they nailed uh, that, that, uh, that statement right there. I thought they nailed the Freebirds. I thought they looked fantastic. I thought Zach Efron, my God, I thought he was wearing a, a like a fake body cap yeah. when you first saw him when he wakes up right in the beginning of the movie. And then you see like the veins go through his abs and shit. And you're just like, oh my God. Like the guy I legitimately put on 30 pounds. And I know I, I touched a little bit about this uh, yesterday, man, but uh, he did. He, he was in Baywatch with with the rock right so mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure i would love to see if he actually reached out i would love to do an interview with with zach efron and yeah. jeremy allen white and and you know the cast of iron claw just to see how much training and how much how much their their workout regiment was to put on that much weight because jeremy allen white didn't look like he put on that much mass right and, and from what i remember carrie was always bigger than than kevin um oh yeah, yeah. like yeah. like carrie like I always thought that Carrie was closer to the size of the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, mm -hmm. That's how, like, that's just how much bigger and how much physical um, Carrie was than Kevin. But, dude, talking about physique and talking about being cut, you know, Kev Kevin was clearly, you know, cut like a damn diamond, man. Or excuse me, not Kevin. Um, yeah, I, I had it right. It's all the damn brothers. Kevin was clearly cut like a damn diamond, and I thought the betrayal of Zac Efron's body showed that. Uh, but it just. Jeremy Allen White needed to get a little bit bigger. But besides that, man, I thought they nailed it. Yeah. The only one character that really disappointed me in this whole movie was Ric Flair. Uh, could, well. And I know it's I know it is hard to replicate a Ric Flair, but damn, man. I mean, there was no alligator yeah. wearing, there was no limousine no. riding, jet flying, Rolex wearing, kiss stealing, son of a gun. I mean, there was none. I mean, that, that guy just could not deliver Ric Flair. And I no. know it's hard to deliver Ric Flair. I get it. It is hard to deliver Ric Flair, but oh my God, it just wasn't even believable for me that that was Ric Flair. About, about all they got right on that part was the hair, because that was Ric yeah, Flair that's, back, that's back, about back it. at that point. But, that's but about it. He but didn't even have he didn't even have the deliver but he didn't even have the he did the, the strut pretty he did the strut pretty good when he when he wrestled Kevin that, that that wasn't too bad but it was back to the David thing I mean D David really was going to be the one D David was great on the microphone I mean they, they did a great job with with portraying David I, I thought that it was great um, McCallany too Rodney I mean Double R this guy mm -hmm. he plays an asshole to a T man he was yeah. he did a really good job at making you hate him. 
Which, I think which I thought he he delivered, man. He did a fantastic job, man. One one of the most inf- impactful parts of that movie to me was after David passed away, um, where they're sitting there and and the whole thing is where they're talking about you know it, it's not okay to. I just think about this, Wags. This was 1983 when all of that goes down. It's not okay to cry. Oh, tells him not, you know, take the glasses no, off or whatnot. But where he sits there, and this has been verified, where he sits there and says. It's like all of that happens, and it's like, okay, your brother has died. Who's taking the title shot? It's like really green. I I wanted like I wanted to ask that. Like that is that really how it it went down? Like that happened on the damn day of the funeral. Yep. Like that. Like I thought that would might have been a little bit of embellishment just for Hollywood or whatnot, just to create kind of like the dramatized dramatization of the damn scene. But holy hell, to be that fucking to be that calloused. Your son, you just lost your son, and you're going the the dude that was supposed to bring the heavyweight title. Well, I well, I guess it, you know it was all about the title for him, anyways, and, and mm-hmm. the fame, and which is sad to say because you know you had one hell of a family, man, and you preached family first, family God, and then wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, or at least that was your mantra or whatnot. But damn, Fritz, holy and, hell, man! And, and you feel you feel for Doris, you know the the mom. Where it's like she just sat there, and I mean that was back in the days of no emotion or whatever, and the wife was being the good wife and wasn't allowed to say anything. Talk to your brothers and, about it. Talk to yeah, your brothers about exactly. it. Don't talk yeah. to me. Talk Y'all to handle it. And, and 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 when that would happen, and and I got to tell you, one of the things that if you really want to go back and see how fucked up this really was, is I know when they talked about Mike, uh, the the Mike character. Um, when Mike comes out of the toxic shock with, with, with the shoulder injury and they seriously put him back in the ring. And I mean, he, he goes into a feud with, with Gino Hernandez and Chris Adams and they God, do some- didn't even want to be in the ring in the first place, man. He wanted to play music. Ring, dude did not want to be in the ring and, and they put him back in the ring again. And there was so much pressure on this dude. And, and it was, it was kind of the same thing with Chris. I mean, if you go back and look at the brother, that's not addressed in here, right? I mean, right. you go back and look at this dude. He he was a little Chris pudgier. was very small in size too, right? Brittle. I mean, he he just but they but he was forced into doing that, and and it was, but but all in all, I, I like because I think I said it was a two a two hour and twelve minute runtime that they did on this movie, and you have a lot to put into right. this whole story. But I think if you really want to get the whole backstory on on how this really happened. Go watch a world-class wrestling documentary because that will explain how jacked up all of this really was, man. And they were the ones. And you had uh, Bronco Lubitsch and David Manning and different people that worked with Fritz that worked hand-in-hand. Gary Hart, I mentioned about that dude. Um, I would have loved to have seen some Gary Hart uh, part of this. But go back and look at what these dudes were having to live with. Holy shit. It's, it's, It's not fair. It's not and, fair for the athletes they were. Fritz was up in Canada for the most part. You mentioned Gary Hart. Like Fritz was was wrestling up in uh up in Canada before he got down into uh United States. Am I correct? The the funny part that they left out of that, so so when when Jack Atkinson decides that he's you know, he went to play football at SMU or whatever the case right. was, he decides he's going to pro wrestling. He his character, Fritz von Erich, when Fritz von Erich first started, dude, he was he played the part of a German Nazi. Right. And the yeah, crowd, crowd hated that fucking dude. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, holy moly. So yeah, he was a heel up in Canada. Like he oh, was, the, he was the main territory heel or what? Big time. And then he comes to Texas, comes back home to Texas. And that's where he's, you know, the great father. And then, you know, he'd come out of retirement different times or whatever. But it's, they did a good job. It's a very sad story. I mean, it, it sucks, man. It sucks. Imagine being one of those boys, Wags. God yeah, uh, and the whole thing, Holy moly. the whole like I, I don't have, you know, I'm 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 an only child now. You know, yeah. I had a I had stepbrothers and I had cousins that was like my grandparents pretty much raised me. So like and raised the grandkids. So the uh, the cousins were basically like like brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, very very weird and dysfunctional family and upbringing, but it worked out well for me. Um, anyways. Yeah. Uh, but I, but like biologically though, I'm an only child. So, mm-hmm. yep. um, uh, like I, I didn't really have that kind of bonding moment with siblings or whatnot. Like we, we had a, a decent family or a big family, but the bloodline really wasn't there. Like, like it would be with a traditional kinship of a brotherhood or a sisterhood or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really, 
I didn't really have that much sim or I I could empathize or whatnot, but damn man, like the one thing, the one scene that really got me was the end where he was sitting there, you know, watching oh, his boys, boys play, and, and he was just like, man, you know, I'm sorry, boys, you shouldn't see a guy cry or anything like that, you know, and you know the kids were like, it's all right, dad, you know, you can always cry around us or whatnot. I thought that was a pretty touching moment. That was pretty cool, um, but it just it it gave you the real message of the story which was damn man it was really all about brotherhood and it, he really like kevin like kevin is just crushed because he mm -hmm. just doesn't have his brothers anymore and like that yeah. was his strong foundation growing up and people like if, if you want to get a message of the von erics or anything like that like that's how that's how strong of a union and how strong of a bond was hell like even when they did the the uh depiction of of carrie in in heaven right and they yeah. did you know what was john jack jr or whatever mm -hmm. like the young yeah. the, the oldest brother but in a young former like, yeah that is if that's not kevin telling you the story of brotherhood man damn that i don't know i thought it was a pretty damn good yeah. portrayal man I, I i hope everybody goes and sees it man i thought it was a great movie and, and wags I, I think it was we are way over damn dude I, well, I, I don't think we have anybody in the shoot <laughs> so i guess we can keep on my bad guys I went on. I, I, we we start talking about movies, man. I will oh, crush. Man. I will crush it. I was. I swear. I'm sorry, man. I will crush I, the time and eat it up. I think one of the things that, that when you go back and, and watch that is the way that the story was written to where to where it was Kevin was so afraid that the curse was going to live on with his kids and with his oh, wife. Yeah, yeah I mean, just, so he changed. He went and, and changed the name. The sportorium. Yeah, I mean, he, he like tries to isolate himself because he's so afraid of that. And I mean, how many times have we have has that happened to us, man? I mean, us as 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 regular people towards I like, won't man, let my son. My son's not going into the military. Man, you get it. You get on a good run of bad luck. And it's like, man, don't fucking touch me. Don't touch it's me also, because it, something like, bad is it, going to happen to you. It's keeping you from the devil that or that you think that your luck is a devil at the time, or the, the mm -hmm. biggest evil at that time. Right. Mm -hmm. And you want to keep your family. You want to keep the closest thing that you love away from that. So for me, it was, you know, my son's not going anywhere near the military. I'm keeping him 100% yeah. the hell away. That's how I feel like Kevin Von Erich was with his, with his sons. Right. Like, this you know, you're, you're not going nowhere near wrestling, but then look now, um, who's, who's the dude? What's, uh, Who's the who in there? Von Eric, like a like a Walter, not not a Walter Von Eric. There, there um, was a Waldo way back when. Not a Waldo. Who's the who's the next dude up? One of Kevin's sons is is making a pretty um, damn good name. Car like Carrie's daughter. Car Carrie's daughter uh, is still very no, involved. No, Carrie. In it. It's one of Kevin's sons. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I will tell you. Uh, I think that this that 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 movie to me is more of a, a mental health uh, eye opening affair to me. When you look, dude. That too, I, yeah. I'm totally surprised. I have been for the longest time. I am so surprised. And I mean, I hate to say this. I am so surprised that Kevin Von Erich is still with us. And and I mean, especially after you watch that, because again, like we talked about, you got the rubber stamp from Kevin Atkinson that this movie was okay. Right. Or, you know, that, 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 that it was more or less whatever. But dude, the, the fact that Kevin is still with us, the living dude, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable that that has happened. Um, Kevin's son is Marshall. Marshall Von Eric is uh, uh, the guy that I was talking about. Yeah, so no doubt. Hey, speaking of that, I uh, hope I didn't spoil it for these guys. I know that these guys are some wrestling yeah, we're, fans. We're over here, uh, you know, Debbie downloading everybody, uh, talking about uh, whatever. But uh, welcome aboard, boys. Uh, yeah, you almost... just got twenty minutes of Iron Claw talk, guys. <laughs> hey, I I, uh, I told you, Wags. I mean, you, you know, when you're doing a movie for the Von Eric, you kind of know how it ends. So just right. want to yeah. see. The progression so yeah, yeah. marshall and ross are kevin's sons they actually uh they do some tag team wrestling i know that where are you at are you you up in you in new orleans already i'm i'm in i'm in new orleans louisiana america yes uh nice. i uh, just what's, got what's done the, did you what's the first thing you ate did you eat already i have i got Taco a Bell. turkey sandwich from room service last <laughs> night nice <laughs> Man, I was hoping it would be. I was, I was hoping it was gonna be something Cajun, man. I man. I had, dude, I am running on fumes right now, so I mean, I that's dinner tonight. I'll figure that out later. Right yes. on, man. I'm well, in New Orleans. Send me what the hell you eat and bring something back for me, damn it. I'm, I'm in New Orleans. Uh, defensive press conferences were today, so it was Pete Kwiatkowski, uh, okay. mm -hmm. Tavondre Sweat, Byron Murphy, Jalen Ford, Baron Sorrell, and Jade Barron today. 
So nice. Chip Brown, myself, Eric Henry, we're down here. What's the vibe like? Getting it done for Horse 24-7. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that too on our show today. Um, I feel like I, I – not to say that I was upset or, you know, turned off might not be the right word, but I feel like people were looking to bait, kind of get some bulletin board material out of Tavondre Sweat today, if I'm being mm-hmm. honest, because – you know, Tavondre, we've gotten to know him. You know, I've known Tavondre since he was a sophomore in high school, and he just doesn't say a lot. Right. And, you know, he kept getting asked about the Washington offensive line, and he finally was like, look, they're, they're a good line, but, you know, we're good too, and we'll see 745 Monday night how it shakes out. And somebody asked him, like, well, you know, that could be construed as bulletin board material. I mean, what are you saying? And he was like, we're having sure a game. Say this. He's like, make sure I say this correctly. Washington has a good offensive line. They're good, but, you know, we got a game to play. So I just I didn't like some of the debating, if you will. Yeah, right. And Tavondre, Tavondre didn't really take the bait. So people yeah. trying to make more out of it than what it is. Yeah, and it was but yeah. some really good stuff on on PK from Jalen Ford. So I know Eric and Eric and Chip are hard at work right now. I'll I'll be there at some point. We've got a practice uh, practice window today at the Superdome. So it's a it's a busy day. Not the best day for me to be running on on fumes, but you know running on turkey. <laughs> Rodney, you're a Rodney, you're a NASCAR guy. There've been guys that won races on fumes before, right? Absolutely, man. All about fuel mileage, dude. Uh, but there but you're go. gonna you're gonna need something stronger than turkey, my man. Something stronger. Uh, for for now, it's only diet coke. So there you go. <laughs> Boom. Well, you right take there. care, man. I look forward to hearing what you and Jordan chop up. So uh, make sure you get some rest too, man. Whenever you get a chance, Jeff. Take yes, care of yourself. Too, too enthusiastic. Thumbs up. Hey, hey thank you for doing your. Uh, thank you for doing the the Lord's work up there for Texas Sports Unfiltered. I appreciate you, man. Send me some pictures Wags. of the food, damn it. I'll do my best, Wags. Wags, right, uh, Rodney, be good, the man. Chaos Theory crew.